Welcome, everybody, to another Angry Wargamer podcast. I'm your host, Jason the Angry Wargamer, and Drew and Lando are here today. Lando actually How's it showed going, up. Everyone? <laughs> oh, God. What are, we got a bunch of stuff today. Some big stuff, some Sony stuff, some God of War stuff, some uh, Nintendo stuff, some... We got a bunch of everything today, huh? Yeah, fucking feels awesome. Some diaper talk. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Uh, fucking... Uh, I finally need to start putting them into their mouths now. I know, right? Um... No, so um, I will start, and I will talk about my little weekly update once I fix my fucking... Ch- what the fuck? Roll the right ray. Uh, bleh, 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 bleh. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I didn't really do much of anything this week. I've been painting a whole lot of stuff. Um, I've been just kind of chilling. Uh, I got finally got past that boss that I was having trouble with. And I thought the game was going easy, and then I got fucking smoked by another boss. Um, and then I leveled a couple times. This is what I'm talking about, Bravery Default, uh, if you're not picking up, guys. But um, finally beat that boss and kind of progressed the story. So um, I don't know where I'm at kind of right now. I haven't played in a couple days, so once I pick it up, I'll get back into it again. But we're, we're closing in on it. We're closing in. <laughs> if I would have just played it on fucking easy like Drew, I would have been done with this already. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But oh. you wouldn't be satisfied, would you? No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Dude, the game, I'm telling you, like, some of these boss fights have taken me, like, an hour. Like, legit an hour. Because I go into them, like, under-leveled and survive somehow. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, the fucking diaper thing. So, uh, I have a four-year-old who's potty training but still is wearing, like, pull-ups and stuff like that. I ended up at fucking Target today. Fucking shelves are empty. I'm not just talking about normal shelves. I'm talking about the diaper shelves, the wipe shelf, the fucking toy aisles are, like, half empty. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So today I saw somebody because I had to... I was on my last pull-up for him. So... I had to go right after his t-ball pictures to go buy fucking diapers and I'm talking to a lady and she says that they're not going to be completely in stock until the first of next month. I'm like, yeah, so so I had to buy an off-brand one and then my kid yelled at me because I bought uh, fucking boy frozen pull-ups and he's like that's not mickey mouse and i'm like well they don't fit well pj mask i'm like do you see pj mask no there isn't and you're pooping them in anyway what does it matter <laughs> fucking have race cars on the fucking thing <laughs> look he wants to shit on disney just like any <clears throat> other normal person yeah give him that opportunity i know right i came to find out that actually the uh there's like some sort of weird shortage going on because of like freezing in texas well, not, not because of freezing now, but freezing before when Texas, like, froze over. Somehow it yeah. caused some some sort of, like, nationwide, like, shortage on diapers that's all of a sudden affecting us now. So, maybe power issues? Like, do, do they produce them in Texas? Like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Huh. What, do all the diaper companies now... Are are in Texas only? All I know is that if it's going to end up being cheaper to just to replace outfits, I'm just going to let him shit on himself and then throw the outfit out. 
<laughs> Which is probably not cheaper. <laughs> Fuck. And then they talked about, and then I read an article, they're going to hike the price of diapers. And I was like, all right, we're fucking done here. Like, this is bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah, that's about all I've done this week. And reading some fucking fantastic news articles that we're going to get into. Oh, we got some Marvel stuff. Yay, I'm excited. Alright, what have you guys been up to? Um, other than cracking packs and fucking winning like a boss. Um, Shut up, I fucking hate you. <laughs> go, look, go fuck yourself. You were pulling fucking pure, unadulterated gold out of those jumpstart packs and you can eat my ass. <laughs> You gotta spread that. You gotta spread that luck around, Jay. Can't fucking just have it all for yourself. He, come, he comes over one fucking time, and what does he do? He pulls over two expensive fucking cards within like a week of each other. <laughs> yeah, that happens way more often than I like to admit. <laughs> I keep telling people I'll start cracking packs for him just to give some of my fucking luck to other people, but no one's taking me up on that offer, which is really confusing. Oh, I went to the zoo this week, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgot about that. I just saw pictures from the zoo. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was fun. They actually, like, they still have shit that's closed, though. Like, the dolphin shit, like, none of the shows were all open. Um, half the gorilla thing was closed. And the butterflies were closed. I only did half the park, because, ugh, walking well, the hard. butterflies kind of make sense. A lot of them aren't even in a... They aren't necessarily uh, in mating season anyway. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, back to Drew. <laughs> I, for, I just for, I just remembered as I was scrolling through looking for these articles we're about to talk about. <laughs> well, I mean, we're all kind of bullshitting at the moment, so it's not a huge headache anyways. Right. Um, yeah, other than just dealing with work and, you know, <clears throat> really getting, mo getting the most out of these fucking uh, Strixhaven packs... I swear to God, I think out of all the collector's boosters, like, this was the one that disappointed me the least, and the bare minimum I've broken even on the packs. And, I mean, considering the, uh, I believe the, the selling price on eBay, and, or on fucking uh, Amazon and shit, is like 30 bucks, and Target's selling for like 26 or 28 I mean, I'm more than breaking even in most cases, because the, the, the Japanese cards, even like the uncommons and shit, are still like five or six bucks a piece. And the full art stuff that comes out of the, uh, that only comes out of the commander decks, um, the, those showcase cards end up being worth some money too. Plus, you know, pulling, you know, full art uh, uh, elder dragons, foil elder dragons help sometimes too. Yeah, I still have yet to draw one of the elder dragons, um, so I don't know. I'm still buying stuff. I just I can't find the fucking collectors boosters anymore. So. It is what it is. I guess it's saving me money. Yeah, I, dude, Caldheim is just sitting on shelves now. I'm like, I've as much hype as we made for that set. Like that set is pretty garbage right now. <laughs> Eventually, someone will find something. It, it only will take us for that set to just kind of drop out of print, and then that stuff starts to creep back up. It's gonna take a bit for that because. Like, especially since they started printing the different types of rares, like regular, showcase, foil showcase, foil, like, regular versions of cards end up becoming bulk rares because everyone's seeking out the better versions of them. It yeah. definitely makes the the, uh, wind, the, the 
price of entry so much more manageable if you're trying to get into um, any of the more fun formats. And hell, I would even say to an extent you don't mind doing like mid-tier uh, standard, you could probably scrap, scrape together a pretty decent deck. Yep. I could agree with that. I could agree. Oh, I swear to God, I have allergies or something. What have you been up to, Lando? <laughs> well, for work, um, I got randomly got a freaking uh, raise, a $2 raise. That's fantastic. Honestly, like anytime I hear somebody getting like more than like 50 cents, like, well, you don't work retail. So I guess that, no. that make yeah, <laughs> no, in your case, it's probably, probably probably standard for raises, but like the fucking, uh, yeah, but the average, like when it comes to the, my job, like the average is like 10 to no, 10 to, uh, 25 cents. So, oh, ooh, wow. The fact that I got as much as I did was ridiculous. Fucking hold on to that shit. <laughs> yep. No, that's great news, man. For real. Um, and as for entertainment wise, I have been playing a Pokemon challenge that I just decided to do for relaxation, which ended up being a complete fucking nightmare. <laughs> Pokemon Silver beat beat the game with Rhyhorn. Um. It's a fucking nightmare. Like I said, it is not something to do with ease. Yeah, right. <laughs> how many how many extra levels did you have to get when you got to the uh, the grass type? Um, that's post game. I haven't gotten there yet. What do you mean it's post game? I thought the gra- they had a grass type gym. That is the Kanto gym, and that's in uh, that's post game. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that doesn't matter then. <laughs> what does it matter? The first fucking thing you do when before you deal with the first gym is the spell sprout tower. Oh yeah. <laughs> a level nine Rhyhorn can't handle a level three bell sprout because he will knock it out in a single blow. That fucking vine whip. No. <laughs> is it vine it, whip? Is it vine yes, whip or is it life leech? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's all it knows. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it needs. <laughs> How many extra levels did you have to get before you finish that? I had to be level fifteen before I could finally <laughs> outspeed them. From oh level God. three, Rhyhorn. I mean, level three Bell Sprouts. Whoever gave you this idea was meant to meant to torture you. <laughs> no, I just thought it was fun. Like, I've seen these guys do it. It's like, eh, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> no, no. And you know what's the worst part? It's not even, it, it wasn't even the worst challenge. The, the worst part of the challenge. I, I've had to deal with, uh, what's its name? Uh, Chuck. Why is Chuck a problem? The motherfucking Polyrath. <laughs> <laughs> Polyrath can one shot you with Surf every goddamn time. So how do you stop Surf? (laughs) You can't. All you can do is outspeed the Polyrath and hope you can kill it in a single blow because Rhyhorn isn't taking it. Was it the horn attack? No. Uh, By the time, for me, it was Dig. 
Dig. Okay. Ugh. Dig did that much damage to a polyrath? No. Oh. <laughs> that was the only way to live. <laughs> yep. Jesus. <laughs> Oh my god. And then even then Chuck wasn't the worst part. It was Claire. She has four Pokemon. All of them know water moves. All of them. <laughs> Isn't she a psychic type though? No, she's a dragon type. Dragon trainer. type. Yep. I couldn't remember her. I for some reason I got her confused with Sabrina for a second. I was like, no, <laughs> no, I I wish it was Sabrina. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh shit! The problem was that look. Okay, I reached to the level where I could outspeed the Dragonair. Couldn't cool. outspeed the Kingdra. And then when I finally could outspeed the Kingdra, I couldn't kill it in a single hit, which meant even even when it was even when I had when I could move first, he could one shot me with Surf. Oh, there's always two things I forget about King. Yeah, there's always there's always two things I forget about Kingdra, how fast he is and that he's actually a dragon type. (laughs) He's not even that fast. He like for the even for gold and silver, his speed is only decent. Yeah, but he uh, yeah, trained right, he's better than an average Pokemon. Yeah, it's just that when you only have a Rhyhorn that's slow as ass and can't take special moves or diddly dick, (laughs) he's only bound to get. Fucking one shot. I could not get past Claire until my Rhyhorn was at least level 60. Could you? After roughly 60 attempts. Ugh. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, I don't do any of those type challenges. I probably should because I have the games and obviously I can restart them since I stripped them of all their Pokemon. Sans like one. Um. Eh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I eventually. Would, I just thought it would be fun after you know, dr- like drawing for like a couple weeks without really much gaming. I was there like, ah, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, and then you get sucked in. Then it becomes a challenge, and you just get like sucked in. You're like, I'm gonna fucking do this. <laughs> this is gonna happen. <laughs> I'm not I'm like, I'm not letting this game beat me. I've been playing this fucking game for over 20 fucking years. Are you <laughs> telling me that I'm going to lose to this thing? No. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like an actual rhino right now, or the actual Rhyhorn, where it's a one-track mind. <laughs> Get, were you allowed to... You're, you weren't allowed to evolve it, right? Nope. It's yeah. still a Rhyhorn. <laughs> I just beat the I just beat the Elite Four against Lance. And here's the weird thing. Lance, I could beat on the first attempt. Everyone else took multiple attempts just to get to Lance. Ugh. But fun enough, I did beat him at level 69. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Old man. Nice. <laughs> now, all is left is the post game with Misty and Red are the oh, one, fuck. are the two of the trainers that 
I am fucking terrified of. Have fun with that Starmie. <laughs> <laughs> Starmie's fast as fuck, too. That's another one. <laughs> one of the fastest Pokemon in the game. Yep. <laughs> and Red has a Blastoise at level 77 with Surf. One 100 isn't going to survive it. Sounds like a lot of digging. <laughs> so I got a hope. Oh, no, 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 no. At this point, my right horn knows Earthquake. I got a hope that <laughs> at level 100, I can one-shot the Blastoise. Or I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> she grabbed Magnitude. <laughs> hit that Hit that 10. <laughs> I don't think Magnitude was even in the game then, was it? It is, and no, it's not stronger than Earthquake. Magnitude is just a random power Earthquake yeah. where at its strongest is Earthquake. So it's not. Oh. there's no point in it. Yeah, no. I didn't think so. Earthquake, at least, it's guaranteed 100 base power. I forgot, like, I forgot, like, what moves got added in what generation. And, like, that's, like, I mean, I guess I don't really have to think about it because I don't go back to the old generations to play them, and it doesn't really affect me too much. But, like, um... To go back and play like like the Let's Go Eevee or even Red and Blue and then get an Eevee and be like, I can't even get Sylveon. Like, what the fuck? You can't even get Umbreon. Nope. <laughs> so, Espeon yeah. and Umbreon are gone. Leafeon and uh, Glaceon are also gone. gone and yeah. so is Sylveon. You only get the original three. Yep. Well, the two evolution. Uh, there's only two evolutions. Three. Vaporeon, Flareon, Jolteon. Jolteon, yeah. Okay. I forgot about Flareon. I just don't like Flareon. Everyone forgets Flareon. No one gives a flying fuck about your Firefox. <laughs> it's true, though. It's so true. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, speaking about Nintendo, why don't we go into Sakurai? We held that one for you, Lando. Um, yeah. And the so. rumors. With Smash Brothers being on everyone's focus, because the uh, it's been it's been uh, rumored that E3 is going to have a Smash Bros. character reveal announcement. So, if that ends up being the case, you know, get hyped up because these are the last two characters for Smash Bros. At least when it comes to the first season. Well, let's. Also remember that before E3 happens, there's that rumor that Nintendo is going to announce that other system or updated system or whatever, whatever it's going to be. The Switch Pro, as everyone's calling it. I don't know. Yeah, that's so far. That's the nickname, but there's no official title to it yet. Yep. Anywho. So with that being said, there are rumors going around that Sakurai is considering retirement mm-hmm. masahiro sakurai the genius behind super smash brothers the guy who created kirby one of the co- one of the co-founders of hal laboratories is considering retirement and to be fair to everyone this is probably the best time for him to retire yeah now, all right, go ahead. Oh, okay. So I'm glad we're in agreement. Well, it, it's the way everyone's talking about it. 
it's like it's too soon. But all right, let's let's hear what you what you think about it because like it, it's his decision. It too way. soon is that Sakurai has been in the business since the since nearly the beginning. Sakurai has been in the video game industry since how laboratory started its shindig back in the early eighties. He's been there since nearly the beginning. And as much as we want Sakurai to, uh, continue making great games, personally, in my opinion, his magnum opus is super smash brothers ultimate. There is nothing he has made at this particular moment that even comes close to it. And I doubt he can even top it. Especially when in during interviews during um during Super Smash Bros. Ultimate uh pre-release, he talked about how there was a likelihood that the next installment wasn't going to be nearly as big as this one not to mention he's also had interviews he's also been interviewed saying that much of his passion in this project was dedicated to late nintendo president uh satoru iwata he nearly killed himself in this project dedicated to a fallen friend if that is not a swan song that's worth retiring after, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah. It, to me, it's the perfect time for Sakurai to retire. He's already contributed so much to the industry, and this is the biggest game he has ever taken a part of. I think it's time for the dude to step down. At the very least, for his own fucking health's sake. How many fucking times can you go into your office with a goddamn IV attached to you just so that you can work on a game? Give the man the give a man the goddamn rest. <laughs> yeah. I commend him for his passion. Just dude. Chill the fuck out. Well, this is well, this is his statement, and this was translated by Nintendo Life, like fully translated. Um, it says everything that it has. This is uh, Sakurai's words. Well, translated version of it. Everything that has a beginning has an ending. Uh, article about taking a break from game development during the Golden Week. And thinking about growing old and longing to retire early, I feel that while I can still work, it is best to keep myself busy and give it give it my all. Give give it my all while being patient. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking of ending this column a while after releasing all the DLCs for Smash Brothers SP Season Pass. That's what I'm assuming the SP yeah. stands for. Within this year, uh, in any case, I won't be retiring from the game industry completely, though. So he's just retiring from Smash Brothers, it looks like. And just kind of maybe maybe taking a consulting type gig. 
I mean, he's kind of done that before, but hey, good on you. And early retirement, you're in your goddamn 60s. <laughs> you're already retirement age. It's too late for early. Unless Japan, <laughs> is, unless Japan has a different or, or they don't unless their retirement age is considered like 100 or something. You know damn well they like to fucking even like Europeans like to work until like they're fucking dead. So well, let's not get into a philosophical debate about uh, the usefulness of people who are at advanced age because that's that's its own fucking uh, podcast in and of itself. Yeah, never mind that fucking Japan has nuclear power plants that have old people going to do the most dangerous parts of the jobs, and their reasons often include, oh, I don't know, we don't want the young people to do this shit. We're old. We're about to die anyway. I mean, California used inmates for firefighting. <laughs> Which isn't that, like, isn't that something like Kamala Harris would do? Yeah, which I don't agree with, but um, remember with the wildfires during COVID? Do you remember what happened with that? Um, they couldn't put out a lot of the fires. They were having trouble doing it, and it turned out that it's because the governor let all the inmates out because of COVID, and uh, they didn't have they didn't have their indentured servitude of uh, fire department <laughs> to go put out the fires. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't agree with it, but that's uh, that's what happened. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we can go into a whole political topic on that. No. <laughs> Where do we want to go next? We do a separate political podcast. We can all bitch about that, too. But no, stick to the gaming. I know, right? All right. Well, since we're talking about people leaving, why don't we talk about uh, Yuki Naka leaving Square Yuji. Enix? Yuji Naga. You said Yuki. You typed Yuki. I left I'm, the I left the goddamn link. What are you talking about? I'm talking about I don't Drew. Think he's talking about you. Yeah. Hold on. Let me look at my fucking notes because if I did that, I mean, oh well. It is Yuki. God damn it! I put Yuki. Son of a bitch. I hate <laughs> my phone. Anyway, it's Yuji. Yuji Naka. Yuji Naka. Okay. Yeah, he, he ended up leaving because I don't know if it was because of the piss poor uh, performance of Bell in Wonderworld or if he was just leaving because whatever stint that he had with the company for, with Square Enix was up at that point. He might have only been in an advisory position or, or develop or, you know, assistant development position, something kind of like an independent contractor. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, I, I keep hearing from a lot of people like. Battle in Wonderworld got dragged, raked across the coals multiple fucking times after they, that game came out. And the funny thing is, is like the art style is pr is actually quite pretty. Yeah, it's like, the one thing that uh, everyone agrees on that the game looks beautiful. It runs and plays like piss. Oh. <laughs> well, why don't we read a why don't we read a Kotaku article? How about that? Bring it on! All right. Uh, so the report is Balan Underworld creator Yuji Naka is no longer with Square Enix. Yuji Naka, former Sonic team head and recent creator of the platformer Balan Wonderworld, is no longer with Square Enix, according to reports in Sonic Stadium and IGN. He apparently uh, departed the company in the twilight of April. Naka, of course, 
gained prominence in the 1990s and early 2000s thanks to his work as a Sega programmer and producer on games like Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Adventures, Sonic Adventures 2, and uh, terrifically soundtracked Sonic Heroes. In 2006, he left Sega to go independent and founded Probe. Probe? Probe. Which programmed, uh, which published games like Let's Tap and Real Ski Jump. Uh, Silicon Era report from 2019 details a company, a company in stasis. Okay, well, I guess the company's still there, but not there. I don't know. In 2018, Naka joined Square Enix. He his most recently released game, Balan Underworld. No, not Wonderland. Wonderworld, not Wonderland. No matter how natural it feels to type that. All right, whatever. Uh, nobody needed your opinion there. What the fuck? Suffered <laughs> less than tepid reception after playing a demo. Kotaku Mike Fahey wrote, I can honestly say I have a firm grasp on what exactly is going on in Balan Wonderworld over at Polygon. Michael McWhirter likened in 2019's Cats the bad DMT trip movie adaptation of the beloved music oh my god why are you posting this anecdotal shit nobody cares uh review scores are a meaningless metric obviously the metacritic is a blemish on the game criticism but even those numbers a 36 a 36 alongside a 4.9 user score are pretty hard to deny sales weren't great either per destructoid sometime after its release uh, the misbegotten platformer had only had sold only 2,000 physical copies in Japan. Holy shit, that's terrible. According to, according to Sonic Stadium, Naka confirmed his news via his personal Facebook page in April. IGN independently verified, but the specific details around Naka's departure remain shrouded in fog. It's unclear whether uh, whether or not he was dismissed, or if he put in a notice of his own volition, nor is it clear whether or not the reception of Valen Wonderworld played a role. Kotaku reached out to Square Enix for clarification, but did not hear back in time for publication. And they never went back and updated it. <laughs> so apparently they reach out and then just stop giving a shit. To be fair, for Balan, for Balan Wonderland, uh, okay, so, like I said, the art style is pretty good. The prompt, the thing with it in particular, though, is that aside from Balin himself, or itself, I don't know, um, you can't tell with that character. The, the other, the main protagonists look like they're generic anime characters. <laughs> oh, no. So that didn't help it very much. Many people did point that out when they when they uh, started analyzing the game. And while it has an interesting premise, the execution was subpar, to say the least. What's the game even about? It's a... I I'm not even sure of the plot itself. <laughs> L- let's be real. Looking at this game kind of gives me that nights into dreams feel. As in, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at, but it looks pretty. <laughs> Fantastic. 
so like nobody really knows if he got fired or if he just left and if the game had anything to do with it. Yuji Naka, he's he's a he's a industry veteran. His ass could have just left. Like I said, my speculation on it was his 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 uh his contract was probably up with the company and he just he just kind of booked after after everything else after the dust settled with Balan Wonderworld or Balan Wonderland. To be fair, he kind of did something similar with that with Sega early on in his career. I mean, shit. When he left Sega after he after he did Sonic the Hedgehog, he worked with the American Sega Institute of Technology. Yeah, but to, to be work f- on to make Sonic the Hedgehog too. Yeah, but to be fair, F Sega after like the platform stuff and it went to just the programming, like it just kind of fell off. So when he like him starting his own company just kind of made sense. Like when it mentioned that. But I don't know. Sonic is Sonic will always be a staple. Problem is, is that when. Maybe he doesn't want to work with Nintendo. I don't know, because like ever since Sega just became a programming company and kind of like Nintendo kind of ate up a lot of their IP. I mean, I couldn't I I would slightly disagree, but that's only because they chose to work together. It was the only platform that actually made sense for them to be in, given their uh given the popularity of uh of Sonic the Hedgehog and the age group that was most popular with it. That's true. So I can see that. I wouldn't necessarily say that they got the uh, the shit end of the shit stick there. I don't think they did either. I don't know. I think after, but like, because how did it go? It went, well, Sega was still making stuff when PlayStation showed up, because that's when Dreamcast was still around when, when PlayStation showed up. PlayStation showed up way before the Dreamcast. That's what I'm saying. Fact, so Sega tried to get back into it, into consoles, and just couldn't couldn't do it. It couldn't do it because of two reasons. One, the American and the Japanese uh, heads of of Sega were divided on how they wanted to one uh, on which consoles they wanted to promote. Because the American version wanted the wanted to push the Saturn, and right, and Japan wanted to make a console that was superior to the Saturn. I which would ultimately become the Dreamcast. With, with all the crap the Dreamcast gets, I don't think it was a bad system. Dreamcast wasn't a bad system. The problem with Dreamcast was that. While it was while it was a powerful engine, um, it could not compete with the practicality of the PlayStation Two. The DVD player component was the biggest factor that had everyone preferring it over the Dreamcast. Yeah, because yeah, at the even, time DVD even Xbox. players were relatively expensive, and just for paying a little more, you could get a DVD player that could also play games. That's how it sold itself. That's how I ended up with the original Xbox. I got to play games and I could watch movies on it. There you go. Although that was a bit afterwards, but fair enough. Same point. 
yeah, okay, whatever. I didn't have a PlayStation 2. I had a PlayStation 1, and then I jumped right to Xbox. <laughs> I, ain't, hey, I ain't blaming you for it. I'm saying that it. your point was kind of a... It's kind of moot. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I started off as an Xbox nerd, and then I ended up going back to PlayStation. <laughs> Three, I enjoyed 360... Um, but the, back when Xbox showed up, though, that's when like all the exclusivity happened. Like everybody wanted to play Halo. Bard's Tale was exclusive on it. Uh, Suffering was exclusive on it. Like you couldn't like the exclusivity deals were real back then. Um, now, like the games that are co- becoming like, quote unquote, exclusives aren't even that great. <laughs> they're not they're not like the staple that they should be for the system. I think that comes from the ideology of whether or not it's okay for consoles to have exclusives with the exception of Nintendo it's becoming more of a of an annoyance for people eh, i just wouldn't play the game <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i don't know i just, i just I, if if there was once i was in a system i didn't care what the other system was doing cuz i wasn't going to buy the other system i mean that's fair. That's kind of how I was when I was younger. Yeah. Well, that I, kinda, you figure that I, led me well that in the lack of money kind of led me to having the Nintendo 64 for about 15 years. Yeah, I skipped. I mean, I had PlayStation one and then I went to Xbox. And by that time, PlayStation two had already been out. So I missed PlayStation two, PlayStation three, and I didn't get back into PlayStation until four. And who knows if I'm even going to see a five. So Fair. I had Xbox, Xbox 360. I never bought anything else. And then I had my Switch and my multiple DSs. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, if it, like, the only reason I had my DSs was for Pokemon. The Switch was, like, because it was the Switch. I was like, this is an awesome DS. I'm going to get Pokemon on it. And then I got excited about Let's Go, and then I got disappointed quickly when I put that game into the fucking system. Um, but <laughs> the Switch has been fine. And then the 360, like, I just kind of fell off of Xbox. And the only reason I got a PS4 is because they were fucking dirt cheap, like, what, two years ago on Christmas? You got... You got uh, I bought the regular version. I didn't even buy the Pro version. I bought the regular version... And it was like 199 came with God of War, Horizon, and Last of Us. So three games and a system. Like, dude, you couldn't pass that up. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I take forever to get into a system unless it was the Switch. Like, other than that, like I take years to get into the system. So I've only had my PS4 for two years. So I don't know. It's still good. I like it. I like the games for it. And they got a lot of free stuff. Like Virtua Fighter 5 is. Oh, that was the other thing. Okay, so the PlayStation the the PlayStation store. The PS Plus section, the free game was Virtua Fighter 5 and we were offered what? It was a code for Virtua Fighter 5, right? It's not Virtual Fighter 5. It's Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. Isn't that the same thing? No, it's a a a definitive port. 
it's uh, an enhanced version um, that's supposed to be released for new uh, for like the PS5 and shit. But why were they offering it to PS4? Or they weren't? And it's we a were beta. Just... It's, it's not a complete oh. game. It wasn't a scam, Jay. I know you thought it was, but it wasn't. The dude was legit. Yeah. I still think it's a scam. Scammy scammers. <laughs> well, then let Orlando be the fucking guinea pig on that and let him fucking play through it. He can give the review for it, too. Whatever. I wasn't going to do it anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Because so. you're a lazy piece of shit and you're not a true fighting game fan. Oh, I am a fighting game fan, but oh. I haven't fucking touched my PlayStation because I'm still trying to beat the fucking Bravery Default. God fucking damn it. <laughs> Gotta drag your sack through that field of fucking broken glass you've been playing with. Oh my god, for real though. And then I got and then right after that, I'm gonna start Star Ocean. And I'm gonna finish it before I go like end up getting out of my therapy and stuff. I'm gonna finish that fucking Star Ocean game. Well, I wish you all the best of luck on that. But I guess now that we're talking about Sony shit, I guess we can step right into the fucking hell zone. Damn right. That's why I was setting it up. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Locked and loaded, motherfucker. Well, let's go with it then. All right, hold on. Whoa. Let's get oh, let's get rid of the big news. <laughs> well, no, no, you can handle it. Just take it all. And then I'll just jump in with the articles. <laughs> jump in with the articles and you or Orlando can do point counterpoint to me. I'm fine with that. So, uh, it was announced recently by Sony that uh, Horizon uh, Horizon 2 uh, Forbidden West was coming to both the PS5 and the PS4. This was also going to be happening with God of War Ragnarok as well. Uh, the response to this was an absolute fucking piss fit because there were a, you know, the handful of fucking people who, and, and goddamn... Uh, uh, YouTube influencers who managed to get their fucking PS5s before the rest of the goddamn plebs did are all bitching because they wanted exclusivity in the games because PlayStation, one of the PlayStation's uh, executives randomly said something about, you know, we believe in generations. This is also the same fucking industry that decided that, you know, mm -hmm. eventually exclusivity isn't going to be something that's going to matter because all the goddamn game systems are going to be fucking interchangeable. So I would take that statement with a grain of salt regardless. So getting back to that, because this is also directed at somebody because I had a fucking pissing match with somebody about this because they were bitching because are they going to listen to this? Yes. <laughs> what? Is no, they're not going to listen to it. That's why no. I can fucking do it. Oh, come and on. If to, and if he did listen to it, I'd fucking I'd still fucking talk with him about it. Because, again, I went back and forth with him about this because it's just like, it's not fair. We, you know, there some of us who actually tried and actually got the PS5 want some exclusive games. And I didn't even bring up the fucking Persona 5 thing because Persona 5 actually came out for the PS3 when it came out for the PS4 originally. Nobody wants to fucking remember that. And the PS3 was already out of circulation for two fucking years when that game game came out. So let's not talk about fucking generations because that may, that would be a fucking moot point for everyone. Hmm. So let's 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 circle back to the fucking last year when scalpers basically made it nearly impossible for any normal people to get a fucking ps5 without being part of a buying group 
because yeah, that was the thing that, that that my friend decided he wanted to you know say, hey, if anybody needs a PS5, why don't you just go on these buying groups? I'll give you links. You can just join. Nobody wants to jump on your fucking PS5 buying groups full of fucking scalpers who are just giving you inside information and probably charging your ass for it. Nobody wants it. Nobody gives a shit by it. If I'm not buying it directly from the goddamn company or a goddamn fucking retailer, I'm not wasting my fucking time. And scalpers can go eat my ass. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, so the only reason the scalpers are still even a major fucking thing is because there's still a chip shortage that these fucking systems need to get out there. So, like, I mean, Xbox is still having a hard time getting their systems sold, too, because people are are still trying to scalp their shit. You just don't hear about it because PlayStation is the bigger fucking console, apparently. Which is fucking baffling, because, again... All of their games, Miles Morales Spider-Man came out for the PS4 as well. Fucking Resident Evil Village came out for the PS4 as well. Dude, they do cross-platform shit all the time. Nintendo did this shit. Every other fucking company does this shit, and you're going to throw a piss fit because because what? You don't get to feel super special because you fucking sat in line for two goddamn hours trying to get a goddamn system? No one gives a fuck what you think. I honestly forgot Miles Morales came out. And here's the funny thing about that is that I bought Miles Morales on the PS4 for my kid. (laughs) I've had the game in my collection and I'm like, motherfucker, how did I forget this? I thought it was PS5 only. (laughs) I think these people just don't. I think it's an a breaking of illusion for them. They believe that the system that they have, because it's an SSD system, is going to is the end all be all. So that the the graph they're like the graphics are going to be lagging. They're not going to be as good on the PS4. It's I've seen the graphical difference between the PS4 and the PS5. It's not that fucking big of a gap. It's not okay. It's not a graphics thing. The SSD all it does is uh, lower like load times. That's it. It's how fast the game processes and loads. So like the game will load faster. So it looks better. Because the game isn't is taking shorter to load the background images and shit like that. That's the only difference. Like you're not you're not fucking like okay, you can whoever fucking listens to this as a big computer nerd can tell me the fucking difference. But there is no difference. There's none. You don't need fucking 4K to play a fucking video game. Uh <laughs> stop with the graphicals. Stop with the graphical shit and go back to the fucking good games. That's all. <laughs> Remember when games graphics didn't matter at all? Yeah, they kind of do. don't matter. Any, any Nintendo fan or any indie game fan knows that graphics don't mean shit. <laughs> but that's the problem. They're still just fucking hangers on. And I get it. It's a, it's a level. It's a fucking thing of entitlement. It's people going, I went through the effort. I got the fucking system. So through I the effort, if you were exclusivity over everyone else, no, through the effort, what did you do? You're a fucking YouTube streamer. And if you're a big name, Sony gave you one. You didn't fucking pay yes. for shit. You didn't wait in line. You didn't do anything. You all. Oh, OK, you built your audience to get a free one. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. With a fucking steel dildo for all I care. Like, that just sounds like a mighty fine and, sense of entitlement. And to anybody who listens to this and thinks that, like, oh, we're just salty because we didn't get, like, review copies or we didn't get free ones. No, I will never fucking accept a free piece of shit to, like, go fucking sell my soul to somebody. And I won't beg for free shit either. If I don't get a copy, it's because I can't get one or I'm just not interested in fighting for one or p- overpaying for one. That's why I, we don't like this group does not have a PS5 in it right now. 
Okay. <laughs> to be fair, it, that's no, the main reason for me is that I am generally not interested in the PS5 anyway. Yeah, but that's and fine. They but you really see, what... offered anything in my personal opinion that's worth my time in getting one. Right, but you see so... what I mean, though. Like, but if like if anybody thinks that we're just complaining because we didn't get one, like, no, that's not the fucking reason. Like, I literally said, I said this. You, you can go back and listen to the podcast. I said I will not get one until summertime. Summertime has come. I still can't get one. Guess what? I'm not going to waste my time trying to get a PS5. <laughs> Dude, and, and Sony has already stated that full re- restocks for the system aren't even going to be happening till almost 2022 now. So you're we're looking at what quarter one 2022 that before they actually get the chips necessary to make the fucking systems to go out to people. And then what? Then and then the fucking scalpers get another fucking opportunity to hit that shit. Fuck that shit. It's not you worth think, it. You think the scalpers going to go for a second route of this when they have been unable to sell the what they already have? They're still they selling be, it. I, it's just it's slowing down. The prices have dropped. But if, if it's over retail, I'm not paying for it. I'm not paying for it. And that's right. fair. As far as I'm concerned, they deserve to break fucking even or lose money on their goddamn investment and, for all the fucking headaches they've created. And I'm going to find the one asshole that put that shit on their credit card that will sell it to me for fucking retail. That's what I'm going to find. And you're going to be out all that money because you wasted six months on paying interest on your fucking credit card to pick up all these fucking systems that you just need to get the money back on now. That's your problem. And I'm going to wait for that to happen. <laughs> or... Or I will wait until they're actually in fucking stores and Sony does the right thing and mass reduces the shit out of them. So it doesn't matter if the scalpers get them because there's always going to be one on a shelf. And, and, and it may sound like we're being old fuddy-duddies about this shit, but like when when you go into a new system generation, if you're a gamer, you do your you do the requisite amount of research before you go in and you pick whatever generation system you're going to pick. When I looked at all the systems, the only one I was willing to put any kind of effort into was one that I would go on a payment plan for and I wouldn't have to pay full fucking retail up front for. And even then, it was a system I'd never actually picked up because I I honestly have never owned an Xbox system at all. None of the Microsoft systems. So, like, it for me, that was something I wanted to do for a couple of different reasons because I like a lot of the, the games or the, the systems are really interesting. If it wasn't for the fact that some of them bled over into other platforms, I would have... The exclusivity would have been kind of nice, especially because they had Jet, Jet Set Radio Future and I never got to play that game. But like now it's not even fucking worth it for that part. I'd rather just say fuck the fuck this generation, especially because like the, the generation is already fucking the companies when you when the, when you can't get your product out to customers like your software, your your hardware suffers as well. And when you have public storages just filled to the fucking brim with goddamn systems that nobody's touching because they're all just sitting in a goddamn scalper's possession. It, it, again, I'm glad they're making the changes that they're making. It sucks that there's a chip shortage, but there's shortages of fucking everything now. It, <laughs> Including the diapers. Point, I, I'm comfortable <laughs> writing off this entire fucking generation, enjoying the fact that the PS4 is still getting the, the, these newer games and moving the fuck on with my life. If it keeps going for the next two years and PS4 keeps getting those games as cross-platform and it still pisses people off, well, dude, you're the one who fucking invested money in a system that wasn't going to get exclusives. Is it a bit of a is it a bit of a piss in your eye because of that? I will admit it is. 
because you actually did the legwork and got it. For the people who actually fought and got the, the consoles and didn't pay too much over retail or paid at retail, kudos to you. I don't want to shit on you. You made the effort and you spent the hard-earned money, your hard-earned money to get these systems, and you want something to show for all of that effort. I understand that. For the people who are bitching about it, who are fucking influencers, who are angry because systems aren't getting things, you, and you know who you are, Fuck you. And, you didn't and, your shit. And the ones who are giving death threats to the fucking directors of the games. Like, do you not want the fucking games? <laughs> like, Yeah, uh, God uh, of Ragnarok is scheduled to come out in 2022 after they said 2021. And uh, a newer hire onto the game development group, for, a crew for uh, that game, uh, ended up receiving some horrendous death threats. Um, people who do that shit are fucking disgusting. I don't care if you're joking or you think you're joking. It's not fucking funny. And 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 trust me, I don't give a shit about edgy stuff like that because if you if you know how we roll here, it doesn't fucking matter. But with regards to doing dumb shit like that because you didn't get your fucking toy early enough, seriously, go go fucking go 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 get a teething ring and bite on it and make yourself feel better because you're clearly not adult enough to fucking deal with the problems that are ahead of you. <laughs> Well, now that we've ranted through all of that, let me read the article from Screen Rant on the God of War Ragnarok. Since we, we reported on the God of War Ragnarok last week and said so they got a new logo, and then all of a sudden there's, you know, other announcements and no. shit. So, oh, God damn it. I want Orlando's point of view on this because Orlando hasn't said shit, and I oh, kind of yeah. just opened my mouth and yawned it. Go <laughs> for it, Orlando. Give us your fucking perspective on this shit. Oh. Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> just read the damn article. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, Jesus. Why? It's not like what you've said has, has no merits. It's not like I don't. It's not like I disagree. But you usually have insight at the very least from your perspective. I've never seen you acquiesce like that before. So fair enough. <laughs> I honestly thought he went to the bathroom again. I wasn't sure what was going on. Anyway. <laughs> no, you'll see that microphone uh, logo. No. Go into mute if that's the case. I, I, I don't see that. So there's no way. <laughs> anyway, um, this article is from Screen Rant. It's from yesterday. Oh, 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 we forgot to do that, too. Today is Saturday, June 5th. So, yeah, there's that. Anyway, so... God of War Ragnarok director Corey Barlog says he delayed the game, not Sony. God of War director Corey Barlog sets the record straight, explaining in a tweet that the decision to delay the game, the next game was ultimately his, his to make. Some fans are up in arms about God of War Ragnarok's recent delay and are taking their anger out on Sony and Santa Monica Studio, but Corey Barlog has made it clear that the delay was his call. After much speculation that the game wouldn't ship in 2021, developer Santa Monica confirmed that the next God of War won't release until 2022. Following online backlash from largely unsurprising, <laughs> largely unsurprising unsur decision, the games director has had enough. God of War Ragnarok's delay to 2022 follows a current pattern in the game industry for AAA game releases. Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, see. <sighs> This is what I'm hoping is not going to happen because I know Santa Monica is not stupid 
enough to be like cyberpunk cyberpunk the fucking uh whatever that's a, a whole nother headache Cyberpunk 2077 was infamously delayed several times before finally releasing in a poor state. See, but God of War will not release their game. Hold on. It was in a poor state on the PS4. Let's get, let's be. No, even on the the PS5 with all the glitches and stuff, it was getting shit. From what I know, it was, the glitches were only on the PS4 version. And the PC version. The lower generation the PS5 version, the PS5 version, to as far as my knowledge, was actually relatively smooth. No, there were still glitches in that and on the PC version. Um, at release time, at least. Oh well, shit! All that for fucking nothing. Why am I? Yeah. Why am I God, not surprised? But see, God of War Santa Monica won't release a game that's going to be poor. Like they're not. They won't do it. And they would be the studio that if they kept pushing it, I would follow them because I know I'm going to get a finished product at the fucking end instead of like a a rushed thing and then be like, oh, we got hacked and oh, this happened and this happened. No, fuck off. (laughs) CD Projekt Red. I think what people are failing to understand is that this isn't um, this. This isn't the same situation as Cyberpunk 2077 where they just wanted to create a game based on the engine of uh of a new product of a new system that just had to split between the older and the newer versions. This is a game that's being built from the ground up for the, for the engine of the latest console that won't be out of, that will be out of print by the time it's released. Yeah. It's a, it's going to be a high quality game. Almost guaranteed. It's going to be a high quality game. And given the record for God of War, it's almost unlikely that it will be in a poor state. Right. So especially I, with I'm welcome with I, I welcome the delay because given the fact that we're working with a brand new with a with a relative with a brand new console, it only makes sense that the project is get taken as seriously as needs to be. So that when it finally does come out, it will be uh, a set, um, satisfactory for the fans. And I think they, I think the guy took a, uh, I think he made the right call on the matter. Especially given the fact that nowadays, given how rampant, or I should say, how notorious it is for developers to rush their products and give us uh, their games in their in a shoddy state. I'm looking at you, Koei Tecmo. <laughs> anyway, so... I think, uh, it's, I think it's a smart call. Cyberpunk 2077 was infamous, infamously delayed several times before finally releasing in a poor state, and Halo Infinite missed its 2020 release window and isn't coming until fall of 2021. On the same day, PlayStation ex- exclusive uh, was delayed. It was also announced that God of War Ragnarok also coming to the PS4 along with Horizon Forbidden West and Gran Turismo 7. God of War Ragnarok followed suit, delaying the next chapter in Kratos and Atreus' journey until next year as the development team focuses on building a game to match the quality of the first, while also keeping the mental and physical well-being of developers in mind. Unfortunately, some fans didn't like this, didn't like those perfectly reasonable excuses for the delay. In a tweet posted by Corey Barlog, the game director shared a screenshot of an abusive message to an employee 
Alana Pierce, a recent hire for Sony Santa Monica writing team. Uh, you get hired, then the then God of War is delayed first time ever. The angry fan wrote, prompting Pierce to share the abuse on Twitter, joking that she said, finally being initiated into the world of game development. Oh, God. Is there Anita Sarkeesian come out somewhere? I feel her looking behind the corner right now. Ah, fuck. To be fair, in this one case, I think it's justified. Yeah, but I don't want her anywhere near anything. Fuck. Anyway, God of War director also, uh, God of War director took to Twitter to call these types of accusations some bullshit. (laughs) Fantastic. Clarifying that he made the calls that led to Ragnarok's delay, not Sony or any lower level staff. Here's his actual tweet. His actual tweet. For real, y'all, this is some bullshit. You want to get mad at somebody or uh, for anything God of War related? The delay, PS4 slash PS5, trolls, subtitle size, uh, SIG run, whatever. Be angry with me. I made the call. I did this. Don't bother the team. They are all very uh, good people doing great work. I mean, there you go. Balrog remains adamant about the necessity of Borlog. Borlog, not Balrog. Borlog (laughs) remains adamant about the necessity of the God of War sequel's delay with Santa Monica Studios' initial announcement making it clear that the delay was for the sake of quality, his team, and the player's end-user experience. Uh, it admirable. It's admirable that the game director would let the burnt, brunt of fan disappointment fall on him, especially since things have apparently escalated beyond logical reason for some fans. The abuse Alana Pierce has received since joining PlayStation Studios is completely uncalled for. It's Santa Monica Studios, but PlayStation Studios, I guess, is uncalled for, and fans should be cognizant that game developers are humans, too. Uh, As more hateful gamers cope with the delay of God of War Ragnarok, most fans have been far more understanding about the decision. Corey Barlog lightly made the right decision, likely made the right decision in delaying the final product as when the next God of War does release on PS4 and PS5, players are less likely to be disappointed. So, yeah, everything we've been saying, you are not going to get a bad product out of them. And to hear that he actually gives a shit about the developers, like about the the team, is another thing, too. Because half the time you hear about the abuse, (coughs) Activision, (coughs) um, of the team... And like how they're forced to do things, work the overtime, underpaid, blah, 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 whatever it is. You hear about the abuse and this guy's trying to do the right thing and they're shitting on him because they want their fucking candy. Jesus Christ. Uh. It's it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. I know. I think he did right. I think he made the right call. And I think people are just being complete dicks. Agreed. Agreed. I'm all for constructive criticism. I'm all for critiquing a situation for a company that has a track record. This company doesn't have a track record. This particular situation is a unique one. And the fucking director played grenade for the whole the whole situation. These people need to shut the fuck up and just let 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 things play out the way they are. That that's my statement. Yep. They're being impatient fucks. 
on a product that isn't really in the um in the radar even this year. Well, it like, was I, originally like was it originally was for this year, but then they said it was they're pushing it till next year. Well, I meant like early this year, but yeah, my my yeah. bad on that one. No worries. <laughs> no, that, that's that, I, we get what you're talking about, Orlando. Like, that, like most people weren't even expecting this shit until the end of year or like fourth quarter this year, which basically might as well have been you know first quarter next year in those cases. So kicking the can down the road to well, well, let's 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 conservatively say first quarter 2022. But here's it's the thing: not that big of a fucking stretch. If these people are nick fitting that bad for a fucking game to play. I, I can't help them. They should probably seek professional help. Well, here's the thing, too, is that they didn't do the CD Projekt Red where here's a definitive date. This is the date we're releasing it. They haven't made an official announcement on a date for the product. They never even said fall of 2021. It's just speculated that it was supposed to be 2021. So they got their hopes up on something that wasn't even confirmed, and they're angry when the, when the confirmed date is right. now something... That was way past their expectations. Exactly. Remember, the Don't only thing the that. only thing we reported on last week that had just happened like two days before we, we did the podcast was the new logo and the official name. That's the only thing that we had that we knew. So people were just speculating on when it was supposed to be. Yeah, they had an idea in mind of when they wanted to do it, but technically it's not delayed because there was no official announcement on it. It doesn't matter. People, people fucking jump up, jump into conclusions about shit all the fucking time. It's happening with the fucking Nintendo Switch. We even said it too. Like people were pushing so hard for the Switch Pro to be coming out, and it's just like, there, dude, this company does not move based on what the fucking fans think. They are going to put out what they think is correct at the correct time. Your input is always appreciated if it's constructive criticism or, or obviously positive praise. But the moment you start getting like violent or you know derogatory in, in the extreme, they don't—they never owed you a fucking thing to begin with. Yeah, but and as far as I'm concerned, they shouldn't owe you anything, especially because of those reasons. But Nintendo does listen, so they put out the product that you think that you're going to need. But during the life cycle, they were like we talked about last time. The Nintendo Switch has already had hardware updates in newer runs of the Switch. Right. They've increased the battery life. Um, they helped. They fix some stability issues. Some, right. Some uh, some hardware uh, like quality of life improvements. But the overall product is essentially the same as far as like the actual performance right but they've listened to people like hey my battery's dying and they've done upgrades like that and they've they've done hardware and software updates to joy cons for the drifting issues that they had so like they they update stuff during the life cycle that they can update but the product stays the same like to be fair nintendo has all the incentive in the world to do that they not only have their own a relatively exclusive library they support the hardware they supply the hardware that requires to play them so it only makes sense for them to update and uh, uh, supply the their customer base with the best quality product possible agreed 
Sony, on the other hand, not so much, because while they do also have their own console, they mo- their exclusive their exclusives are far smaller. Yeah, Sony can't survive on their exclusives where Nintendo can. Exactly. Yep. They require far more third-party developers than Nintendo does. Not to say that Nintendo can survive on their first-party ti- titles alone. The Wii U is a perfect example on how it couldn't. But it has a better shot of doing so. And to supplement those uh, first-party titles, it it has a healthy amount of third-party uh, third-party developers under its shoe as well. Also true. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Fucking Sony. This has turned into fuck Sony. <laughs> but, uh, but not like like we're not giving Sony any shit for what's going on. No, yeah, and it's like, their I, fan like base. Before, like, like you're when you people don't seem to understand this. Like, especially when you have two different platforms, because the 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 the, the gap in graphical capabilities and performance is so fucking minimal between the PS4 and the PS5. It's like, okay, some load times might be a little slower. That's literally the difference between the two games. And if you look at Horizon Zero Dawn, the game ran fucking beautifully. And even if they tweak the graphics a little bit, it's not enough that it's going to fuck with anything if it runs on the PS4. That's my statement on that. But again, we're, we're, we're dredging up from, from previous, but it's just... It's so fucking it's so fucking pedantic to, to be that to be like that w- with regards to that kind of stuff. There's you have six and a half years ahead of you for well, roughly six and a half years ahead of you of Sony to make exclusives for the PS5. T- technically just, longer it, than that, because you could if you could just scratch the, all of 20, all of 2020 and probably part of this year so they they can probably get a good solid nine years out of this eight nine years forces their hand they may not necessarily have as much time as you think they will yeah but remember the base i'm going with the base industry average which is they think they said between six and seven years from the ps3 to the p to the ps4 to the ps5 I think that was the average that they were putting for that. So right, but remember, it could go a plus or minus. Yeah, well, remember in the life cycle too, they also do those upgrades where they do the pros, and like the series S's and shit like that. So like Xbox and PlayStation both do those. So even if it goes to six some years, they they can still squeeze out more time with those other systems before even thinking about developing anything brand new. Oh, absolutely. And as, as far as I'm concerned, if, if they if they milk it for all it's worth again, we'll probably be in the same position when the PS6 comes out and people are bitching they're still making PS5 games. It, again, it, it just is what it is. It's, it's the ebb and flow of the communities and people just being so fucking impatient about things being moved. They did the same thing with the 3DS when the 3DS was still putting... When they were still making mm-hmm. games for the 3DS up until... You know, to a point, and well beyond what the what the fans thought they should be making, they're like they should take all those resources and put them towards the Switch. I'm like, dude, the Switch is going to be basically them playing catch up from the Wii U and put porting over as many of their fucking games as they possibly can with you know slight quality improvements because they're not going to lose their investment on the fucking data and shit that they already put together with the other games. 
Wonderful 101 came out eventually. Fucking uh, Breath, of, uh, Breath of the Wild came out on both fucking platforms. They ended up re-releasing uh, Hyrule, War- Hyrule Warriors for the fucking Switch. Most of those, 60% of the games that came out for the Switch for the first two years were majority re-releases from the Wii U or from the Wii. So, again, don't assume that, that, that they're not, they, they don't have enough manpower to make that stuff work. One, because Nintendo's a better company than most other game development companies where they have the level of turnover. Which Japan isn't saying much. I, I get that, yeah. But w- w- with that kind of stuff, no. So let's <laughs> let's look at these numbers real quick. And I just did this for Nintendo. And this is uh, video games. This is just sales, like unit sales. The Nintendo Switch has sold 84.59 million units. Okay. The Nintendo 3DS has sold 75.94 million units. The Nintendo DS sold 154.02 million units. I have two screens. So in handhelds from the Nintendo DS family... Because the 3DS and the DS, like, you could play those games on both of them. And, like, unless it was, like, an exclusive, like, 3D game, which none of them were. They just had the capability of being able to be played in 3D. You have a hundred and, like, over... You have over 200 million, almost 300 million units sold. Like, over... And... The Nintendo Switch is just at 84.59 million. Why wouldn't you support the majority of your sales? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh. It's like, if people, there's no reason for people that should have been upset with the 3DS stuff. Because Nintendo, like, even Pokemon was still releasing stuff on the 3DS system. Because they didn't know how things were going to look like on the Switch. And then when Sword got announced, that's when you knew that the DS was done. And th- and that's about the same time the DS they even said with the DS, "Hey, we're not we're not making them anymore or we're not producing games for them anymore." Like Nintendo was smart about it. So th- the people who complain the most about the stupidest shit have no idea or haven't been around long enough to realize what they're fucking doing. Anybody who's been a Nintendo fan or anybody who's owned a D, like, even from the original Game Boy, knows how Nintendo operates, how they do things, and how they rotate their systems. The only system that dropped off, like, immediately was the Wii U. And even then, they still supported some of the online stuff because of the virtual console. The Wii U, their shittiest system, was the only one that they were just like, no, we're done with this. So, and even then, like, Breath of the Wild, you could have bought on the Wii U. So. I mean, you still can, but why right. would you? But that's what I'm saying. But that, they, Nintendo does things the right way as far as, like, sales and controlling their systems. So, people just need to give these fucking, like, ah, oh, shut the fuck up, basically. Shut the fuck up. You're not entitled to tell a company what they do when they've been doing it successfully for fucking years. You bought their product, right? Shut the fuck up and play their games. That's it. (laughs) You don't like it? Go read a fucking book. (laughs) 
<laughs> what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> uh, speaking of, I finally finished Dark Imperium. <laughs> so it's time to move into a Horace Heresy novel for me. <laughs> anyway, since we're talking about Nintendo, before I get sidetracked and start talking about Games Workshop. Uh, which, by the way, there's nothing to really say because they got their shit in order finally. Um... Nintendo lost a lawsuit, or no, they won a lawsuit, uh, finally, uh, not finally, they usually win these, who wants to talk about that, because I didn't look up anything on that other than what you guys put in the notes. <laughs> it's, um, it, uh, this is something we've been talking about ongoing, it's another ROM site that got fucking targeted by Nintendo. I think they're paying out 2.1 million for for the lawsuit. I think they lost it. Like it's another it's another it's another Nintendo taking down ROM sites scenario. This is pretty much cut is pretty much cut and paste now. Yep. In the name of this particular uh, this particular company that was targeted, a second while I bring up the actual fucking notes because I keep shifting through other things. <laughs> Well, no. I'm literally looking at... I'm, like, flipping through. Uh, ROM Universe. So, yeah, they lose 2.1 mil versus Nintendo. If anybody didn't see this coming, I don't know what the fuck to, what the fuck to tell anybody, because Nintendo's just going going ROM, ROM shop by ROM shop, just taking that shit down. Eventually, torrenting is going to be the only real way you're going to be able to get larger sums of Nintendo's older older games unless you're, you know, buying into their fucking Nintendo Online stuff, so just brace for fucking impact, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. You'll still be able to find shit, it'll just be harder, that's all. Can't scrub the internet clean, that's for sure. Yeah, but Nintendo can try. Disney tries, so will Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well we already talked about uh, Disney's issue coming off here with their IP. Oh. Hooray! I'm still waiting for that shit show to happen. Oh, uh, on a completely separate note about Disney, I don't know why the fuck this ever happens to me. So, we're thinking about going to Disney next year for a vacation, whatever. And, um, so the neighbors were like, oh, we should go together. And then we're going to pick a date. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Now it turns out I might have the opportunity to go either during Christmas or over New Year's. And I don't want to do either one. <laughs> then don't. Who the fuck's making you? I don't know. I mean, the wife wants to go. Like, we've missed the last three years. We missed 2019 because we bought the house. We missed 2020 because of COVID. And we figured 2021 was going to be the same issue. We're just going to miss that. Skip this, and then f next year we were going to do the whole all-in type thing. But, oh, fuck, I hate people. They always put me in, like, weird fucking situations. It's just like, no. And they're like, why? And then I'm like, can just, I don't want to be an answer. Like, why do I have to have, like, a legit excuse? Like, why does everybody have to goad you into some bullshit and you're just like, I just don't want to. <laughs> because they want to appeal, they want to appeal to your better nature. What better nature? <laughs> what better nature? That's like the sales guy going, well, why don't you like this? I just don't. 
well, why? I'm like, I don't have to tell you. I'm not buying it. Get the fuck away from me. Like, why can't I have the same response to... It's the same, <laughs> it's the same idea. It is to appeal to your better nature. Why do you not like it? Because you don't know. Why would you answer? It's almost as if you have something rude to say. <laughs> oh man! If yeah, but if you if you ever said that to me, I'd be like, okay, you want the waterworks? We'll give you the waterworks, and then they go cry in a corner for an hour, just trying to figure out their whole because life. What, because what just happened? You yeah, try to appeal to your better nature. You gave them the fucking finger, and that completely backfired on them. I'm telling you the reason why they do you to. You're just saying, fuck that. I don't have it. Yeah. I'm not a nice person. <laughs> I've come to terms with that. <laughs> well, color me shocked. Why the, didn't I think of that before? The fucking salespeople must have a picture of me at Target because uh, for the AT&T shit because they no longer bother me. They won't even come up to me and say hi or anything. They'll see me and then like walk two hours over. Oh, I'm sure there's a growing list of people who are just like, please leave me the fuck alone. Oh, yeah, but I, I feel bad for those people because I've actually talked when I go in to target occasionally I'll, I'll chat them up and like they, they talk about it it's like yeah i love it. most of them love their job which is fucking perplexing because they're literally doing the irl version of telemarketing and are getting and are given carte blanche to do so by target which is just fucking confusing and walmart because walmart was doing it too yeah and it's just like i'm i'm glad that you're enjoying this but I, you know you're gonna come across one day one person who's just not dealing with your bullshit <laughs> and they're gonna fucking pepper spray you or kick you in the fucking face or something and and like i feel bad for you because you're just doing this for a check right? like, no see here's the problem the shit out of you. it's how they fucking approach you okay it's how they fucking approach you because i'll be doing something and then they'll come to me and be like do you need help with anything no i'm good and then they try to go in their fucking sales pitch. No. Start with your fucking sales pitch. I tell you no, you walk away. You can't fucking help me. Whatever I'm looking for, you clearly don't work for Target, so you can go fuck yourself, and you're not going to help me if I do actually need help. There was one time where I went to Walmart, and this lady comes up to me talking about uh, Comcast Internet service, right? Xfinity shit? Mm-hmm. So I just... She, she first asked me... Uh, what kind of service do you have? And I just tell her, Xfinity. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm actually in the search of a new service because Xfinity is shit. I like mine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't actually have Xfinity. Oh. But I said it just <laughs> to fuck with her. So, so here's a little life hack for people. I know, it, I know it's kind of a dickish thing to do, but if you, can, if you see... Or hear what the person is. T- t- if you see before they come up to you what they're trying to sell you, and you just lie and say that you already have all of the all of it, they'll leave you the fuck alone because you're no longer a mark at that point because they can't make your life better. They'll and like if you say you already have the low, you already have the newest product and newest everything. In most cases, they're just going to walk away and go and you know bother bother someone else. No. That's with everything. No. Comcast, AT&T. If, and if you don't want to lie to them on principle, that's fine. I mean, you want to lit, throw a lit cigarette at them, you, that, you do you. I, I get it. No. You, you, what you do is you punch them in the fucking chest, rip their hearts out, scream Kali Ma over their fucking limp bodies, and leave the store. That's what you do. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the direct approach. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> Fuck those people. I, I do not. I hate... I do not want to be bothered. And if I look pissed off 
and I like half the time I'm wearing like fucking sweatpants or some like fucking basketball shorts. Like I look like I have no money and you're not going to actually sell me anything. Why the fuck would you approach me? <laughs> like just leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> You think that's what Bob Iger did to Kathleen Kennedy, who then spread that around to J.J. Abrams and that one other guy, Ryan Johnson? What? What <laughs> <laughs> a weird-ass conspiracy hole are we fought crawling into, Orlando? <laughs> I have no idea. I just came up You did this to us, Drew. You have the Alex Jones card. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him putting guy in the water and making the freaking frogs guy. <laughs> so fucking retarded. Anyway, fucking Christ. I don't know. I figured we needed a little rant about some random bullshit in here today. <laughs> I'm calling this episode Kalima. <laughs> anyway, going along the lines of Indiana Jones. <laughs> Let's talk about some more Disney shit. <laughs> well, not really Disney shit. It's Marvel shit. Which is actually, this is kind of fucking cool because this is the start of two things. Well, yeah, two things. Remember how uh, Marvel dropped Diamond and they were going to... Uh, fuck, what was the publishing group? Anybody remember? I don't remember the name of the publishing group. I don't do They left Diamond and went to somebody else, so you no longer had to go through Diamond to get your comic books, your Marvel comic books. Like, they were going through a different distribution system. Anyway, this is two cool things in this. So, Marvel to launch an official Marvel Multiverse tabletop role-playing game in 2022. You fucking heard that right. We get to play fucking superheroes, goddammit. This isn't a new thing. The superhero thing has been around for a while. There's a couple different systems. D20 Modern, um, D20 Star Wars, which is kind of like uh, the more fantasy-esque thing. And then, was it Big Eye, Small Mouth? And then there was another Marvel superhero, wasn't there, back in the day? Probably. I mean, I did see a Batman the Animated Series board game. No, 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 we're not talking about board game. We're talking about role-playing game. We're talking about, like, Dungeons & Dragons it's style. A, that's what they called it. Oh. Eh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so, uh... Use the all-new D616 game system to embody your favorite superheroes, supervillains, like never before. So they're creating a new system, so it's not even, like... It's not going to be comparable to Dungeons & Dragons. Even though... There would not be a problem with that um, because Dungeons and Dragons and the open open source licensing that they did back in like 3.5, where we got systems like Pathfinder and stuff like that. Um, there's nothing wrong with them doing that, but they're not doing that. They're creating a new system. The Marvel Multiverse role playing game playtest rulebook will be available starting spring 2022, where graphic novels and books are sold. Be part of the Marvel Multiverse. Coming next year, Marvel will release an all-new Marvel Multiverse role-playing game, beginning with an introductory playtest rulebook that will be put uh, that will put the Marvel Universe in the hands of Marvel tabletop RPG fans everywhere. Building on decades of thrilling characters and stories from Marvel Comics, the Marvel Multiverse role-playing game playtest rulebook will unveil a thrilling glimpse into the full scope of the Marvel Multiverse. 
players will finally be able to take on the roles of Marvel's most famous superheroes or create entirely new ones to fight some of the most dangerous supervillains in the Marvel Universe. Packed with illustrations from the Marvel's amazing comic book artists, the playtest rulebook will include full profiles for fans to become their favorite Avengers, mutants, and other superheroes including Spider-Man, Black Panther, Captain America, Thor, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Wolverine, Storm, and many more. Written by written and co-designed by award-winning New York Times best-selling author Matt Forbeck, the Marvel Encyclopedia Dungeons and Dragons Endless Quest uh, author, the Marvel Multiverse role-playing game playtest rulebook will introduce players to an all-new D616 system and access an accessible and easy-to-learn system for newcomers to tabletop RPGs and a natural evolution from those familiar with the most popular tabletop role-playing games on the market. Use might, agility, uh, resilience, vigilance, ego... Ego, shit. Oh, this good book's going to be awesome. And logic to to win the day. And discover your true abilities as you face impossible odds. This article is straight from Marvel.com, by the way. As a long, a long life, uh, as a lifelong Marvel fan and gamer, this project uh, is a dream come true," said Forbeck. Fortunately, after writing a couple of editions of the Marvel Encyclopedia and designing tabletop games professionally for over thirty years, I feel ready to help make this the best Marvel tabletop RPG experience ever. I can't wait for everyone to have a chance to play it. Marvel and tabletop RPG fans who pick up and play the playtest rulebook will have an opportunity to help shape the game with a chance to offer feedback on the rules before this full release in 2023. More details are coming soon. Stay tuned for more information this fall about the Marvel Multiverse role-playing game playtest book. Now, here's the two cool things. One, it's going to get distributed through comic book stores. So... Go to your comic book stores and fucking pre-order it, right? Secondly, it's coming straight from Marvel. They have it's Marvel is putting this out. They have access to all of their IP, all of it. They don't have to. They're not sending it out for royalties to a third party company like they've done in the past. This is an in-house role playing game done by a comic book company. I'm excited. I'd rather play Marvel Contest of Champions on my mobile phone if I if I wanted something like that. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that to be fair. I don't even play that. No, if you're a, D- a Dungeon Dragons or any of those other type systems, and I've played tons of systems back from six, um, D6... Uh, fucking Star Wars, D6, uh, Legend of the Five Rings, to the D20, Legend of the Five Rings, to the whatever system they have now, like, whatever, I don't even know how their system fucking works now, they have a new one, I haven't played it yet, but to Pathfinder, to World of Darkness, to fucking, uh, GURPS, to, um, what's it called, Shadowrun, to whatever, I've played a bunch of different systems, so not only is it a new system that, you know, everyone's going to have a chance to play test, 
but it's developed by a guy who's been in the industry for 30 years and I hope I really hope it's done the right way and I'm just excited to be able to play a superhero style like you just get to build your own superhero <laughs> like how fucking cool is that <laughs> you mean you couldn't do that before I mean, you could, but this is a system that you can use. Like, if I was, if I wanted to fucking play Hulk, I can play Hulk now. I could be the fucking Hulk. <laughs> you mean you couldn't do that before? No. No. I'm fairly certain you could. I couldn't call myself the Incredible Hulk because, theoretically, they couldn't call them that in the book. <laughs> Fuck that. It's not like they're keeping an eye on your ass while watching. Are you playing it correctly? But, are you but think, to, but think about this. They can tie in names out of your fucking games. But think about this. They can tie in everything from the Marvel Universe into this game, give you brand new art from the artists from the comic books and just make every fucking thing exciting to pick up. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm with you on this one for several reasons, because uh, there have been several companies, uh, uh, publishing companies that have tried their hand at um, officially licensed products, uh, tabletop RPG stuff for Marvel and DC with mixed results. So depending on what they end up doing or the system they end up using in their pursuit of this. I could genuinely see this being a positive thing, especially with the official backing with Marvel. So I'm with you on this one. I'm glad I'm glad Orlando's being the cynic on this one because I don't feel like being cynical on this because I'm kind of excited. Yeah, and the and fact that for you, I honestly do not care. Yeah, you don't That's even have why to. It's a good thing. We we have to yeah. have that jaundiced look like from you. That's it's a value <laughs> thing. Don't worry, we're giving you kudos for this. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's kind of like the cool thing is is, is that like. It's not something where you have to sign up for it. You literally just go to your comic shop where your comics are distributed. If you're already a comic book fan, you're already a Marvel fan, like it's going to be there for you. You pick it up. I'm assuming they have a way that you can give feedback on it, be it website, be it an email system or however it is. But you're getting brand new art. You're getting the, t the play test rules and you're going to help them develop the game to be awesome, like they did with, I mean, they did it with 4th edition D&D, but 4th edition D&D isn't on the top of my list of great things. But we ended up with 5th edition, which is fantastic. So, <laughs> I mean, they're looking to the community to help them do an in-house thing. And the best part is, is they can keep it cheap. Think about that. They're not paying royalty, like, they're not collecting royalties. They're, they can make it affordable for people to be able to play this. You don't have to go out and buy a $40 book. This thing could be like a $20 book. I feel like they'll still charge 40 Yeah. Okay, fine. But <laughs> they could make it cheaper because they're not paying royalties, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we don't, we don't know that. They can charge the full 40 to keep the profits all to themselves. But if, they, if they're genuinely going to listen to the fans, and the fans are like, maybe when this needs to be a little bit... listen to the fans?! I don't know. They're asking people. Marvel, we're talking about here. They're fucking asking people for their advice. They they want people to play test the game. You're saying they they're asking for the current audience 
Wiz- Wizards of the they Coast. Want, what they want out of this out of this uh, role playing game? Yes, Wizards of the Coast did the exact same thing with Fourth Edition, where you could play test the game, give feedback, and get that feedback back to Wizards of the Coast. When Fourth Edition finally released, there were some things that they took advice on, and changed it. They're doing it now with Fifth Edition D and D and some of the new modules they're putting out. They're listening to what their fans want and are kind of adapting to it. I feel like this is gonna bite you in the ass. Bite me in the ass. Why? I'm gonna play it either way. <laughs> this is a Pokemon scenario for me. Fucking, I get to fight Carnage. <laughs> oh, oh, joy! That's perfect. That means even if it ends up being absolute shit. You'll still eat Dude, it up. What if perfect? Well, at least the first edition. Why not? I I got sucked into first edition Star Wars X Wing for the tabletop with Fantasy Flight Games. That game was total crap. <laughs> I mean, it was good at first, and then when they started to expand on it, it turned into garbage, and I stopped collecting it. <laughs> so that just keeps adding to you. Keep adding to the problem. <laughs> so. So somebody out there likes it. There's people out there still playing it. <laughs> I don't know. I I with the new Carnage movie coming out and I've kind of always had a thing for like the Venom Carnage like dynamic at least from the Marvel side. I like Hulk. I'm not My a big fan of still anti-Venom. Who is? Anti-Venom. Yeah. But like I don't know, like, there's certain things about the Marvel Universe that I like. A lot of the stuff I hate. If this, if the whole thing is going to be fucking Avengers-focused, I'm probably not going to enjoy it. But if it's going to be, like, everything inclusive, like the Spider-Man universe, the X-Men universe, fucking Deadpool, like, think about it. <laughs> you get to pick the universe I, that you could be I, I involved get, in. I get the potential. All I'm saying is, based on the current climate and based on how companies are nowadays, I feel like this is going to be an inevitable fuck-up. Possibly. Possibly. But it's a brand new system that's never been tested. So anybody that's... But anybody that's a tabletop... Optimism. But, yeah. I'm almost jealous of it. But at the same time, like, if you're a tabletop fan, this is... They're telling you they're developing a new system. Like anybody who's a tabletop fan knows the pull of the new system. Like you're willing to give anything a try one time just to see how you can break it. And I'm, I guarantee it. Well, like when Phil listens to this, if Phil even listens to us anymore, <laughs> as much as he doesn't come on. But um, like when Phil hears about it, like I'm sure he's heard about it. I'm sure he's super excited. I don't know if he's actually heard anything about it. That that's I, I was gonna actually talk with him about it at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Any any older tabletop RPG fan that I've talked to is super excited about it. And any newer one is like a D D the D D life. <laughs> Matt Mercer critical role. <laughs> Which by the way, if you haven't figured it out yet, I do not watch any of that critical role crap. And I don't give a shit about how Matt Mercer does anything. <laughs> Matt Mercer, that sounds familiar. 
Matt Mercer's a voice actor. He's done voice acting for a bunch of different oh, things. Oh, right, right. I only know him as the voice actor for Taishatsu in Dynasty Warriors. Which That's was what... an admirable performance. I'm not saying the guy's... I'm not Go saying the, I'm not saying the guy's an asshole. I'm just saying like I don't care what he does and what he does for D and D. I don't. I don't care. The, <laughs> so, okay, the, 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 we're going to talk about something referred to as the Mercer effect. This has been popping up. It has been popping up for the past like two or three years now as a major thing. The Mercer effect is effectively the the mainstream uh, mainstreamification of D and D and all associated tabletop RPGs and board games. Because of Matt Mercer and the popularity of of his his uh, endeavors, it's essentially it's the Chin Pokemon effect for those of us who actually watch South Park when the parents started play, playing with Chin Pokemon to make the kids stop playing with it. It's essentially what's happening here. The problem is, is tabletop will will likely you know last through this because there's enough niche tabletopping where you don't have to worry about. A lot right. of the mainstream the, shit that people are going to actually get into. The fucking problem with it, though, is that he like, OK, it's him. And what? There's a party. Of, is it four or five? I think it's five. There's five people on his show plus him. So a total of six people. They're all fucking paid actors. They're paid actors. Right. What happens on that show does not happen at your table. So stop thinking that that's what it fucking needs to be, because that's not what you're going to get. They're paid fucking actors with a fucking script. It, well, that can be said for a lot of stuff like uh, the, uh, uh, I watched. Uh, what is it? Uh, fuck. I'm going to forget. It's the command zone. The command zone. Like most people say that that shit scripted and like the, those plays would never fucking happen. IRL. And I could, it's, I'm 50 50 on it because I've seen wacky shit happen in a lot of commander games. So I can't confirm or deny it either way. But with D&D, that shit is easily scripted because the reactions, everything like that, that totally can happen in a script. In real life, I don't know, maybe 20% of the time, any of the games that I've been a part of, a lot of that wacky ass shit that they're doing, like that's all theatrics and it, it makes, it makes things, it, it ups expectations for people who go into this shit well beyond where they need to be for, yeah. for comfort levels for people. Okay. If you're expecting an opus from like a, a base level fucking DM, I'm sorry, you need to fucking lower your expectations or find a gr- another group. If you want to watch how a D&D game normally goes down, watch something like Venture Maidens. Cause Oh, sure. Venture or uh, or Dames and Dragons. That's another one. Not Dames and Dragons. Is it Dames and Dragons? Dames and Dragons. Yeah, Dames and Dragons. It's like four girls. I can't fucking remember their names. Anyway, watch one of them because they're real people, especially Dames and Dragons. They're real friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, acting goofy. There is some acting to it, but they're acting out their characters, and you can you can hear the frustration in the DM's voice where Matt Mercer is literally following a script with everybody else. Yeah, there's no X factor in it. Right. And with D&D games, there needs, there's always a fucking X factor. You have different personalities and different play styles. You have, you know, the min-maxers. You have fucking actual role players. You have people who are, you know, the quiet ones who are more utility. Like, there are actual, like, actual group dynamics in play and in place for a lot of this shit that 
you can't you don't script out as a fucking dm you just have to play and flow with how that works none of that shit is natural and and people need to lower your, make your expectations more realistic when you are trying to create a game with people who are actual normal people and not paid actors thank you very little he's, fuck you very much he's a pretty the face easiest way to go about that is you know uh your results may vary yeah, but yeah, see, here's go. the other thing is that, like, he, you have to, what people need to remember is that he's a paid actor by Wizards of the Coast to promote their game. That's what, that's what the whole thing is about, is promoting their game. Like, that's yeah. it. It, it. This is a sponsorship, effectively. Right. He's a spokesman for the fucking system. Now, I, I recall, I don't know if it's actually still functioning, but wasn't there at some point, like in the past five or five years or so, an actual D&D group that actually had porn stars and shit? Yeah. Fuck. What was the name of it? Oh, it had a really like sexual fun, too, if I remember. Oh, it was. Who the fuck was in it? I God, why can't. I? All right. I got to look it up now. I know exactly what you're talking about. That was fucking hilarious. It ended up being really good, though. You know, what I'm surprised by. <laughs> That they didn't hire someone like Vin Diesel to actually do that shit. Vin he Diesel did plays D and D. Vin like, Diesel, they tried it. doing it with Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel was remember when they, everybody found out Vin Diesel played it, he got to run his own game or be a part of his own game. Remember that? And then right after that all happened, that's when Matt Mercer and everything showed up. They're like, oh, the is it, called, is it called? I hit it with my axe. Yes. Yes. I had no idea. <laughs> oh fuck yeah they had a bunch of porn stars and it was so fucking cool like i watched a couple of uh, uh of vids of it and i'm like this is actually pretty funny yeah uh let me see who is on this oh, fuck don't take me to a porn site for the love of god <laughs> honey what the fuck is this i did it for the podcast yeah right Oh, his wife already knows better because if he's not watching fat people tumble down the stairs, it's not porn fan. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, fuck. I hit it with my axe. Adult oh, stars. Who's oh, on this? Time. Falling in slow I know, right? God, fuck, I just want to know who was on it. They had some fucking, like, big names, and it was hilarious. Like, it was legit hilarious. It might even still be running. That would be hilarious. What was it? Uh, it might have been a rotating panel then, because I don't know if... Uh... Damn it. See, now I'm fucking looking. Son of a bitch. Every time I click on a site, I get sensitive content warning. And I'm like, oh, God, don't show me titties on the middle of the podcast. Okay. I'm just going to go to fucking Twitter because that's where I ended up seeing it. And let's see if they have a link to a website or something from there. That way I can actually make an effective statement. I'm glad we're doing this in real time because it feels fucking awkward. All right. There's a, <laughs> they have a blog spot, so that helps. If we fucking yeah, if we fucking knew the answers to these questions, I'd be a little bit worried about us. Okay. Like, uh, how the hell do these guys know about this shit? We had to do research. Extensive research. 
Okay, it's not actually showing me anything. They have a blog spot, and it had a sensitive, sensitive, uh, sensitive thing warning, but like, it's not showing who's actually on it, and I can't find a wiki or anything for it. So, it, it's it's good times. I don't know if they're still running. Uh, it looks like they still do. Okay, so it shows. Uh, hold on, there's actually a thing here. It's not going to tell me their names, are they? Uh, I don't even fucking know. Anyway, it's interesting. <laughs> I don't know if it's going on anymore. It was kind of cool. That that was the only point I was trying to make. God damn it! Okay, I found I found it. I found it. I found it. I found it. I found okay. it. I found it on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> site site times not very safe for work. Okay, I figured. Uh, oh, fuck. Where'd it go? Up your ass! I found it, and then like it took it took the answer away from me. Get no cookies. I know, I know. All right, let's get back to the safari. Maybe I can. Okay, the group the group fluctuates, but Mandy Morbid, Kimberly Kane, and Satine Phoenix are regulars. As is Connie, a stripper from LA area, and formerly Frankie, a hairdresser in the industry who moved to New York. Other adult film star film stars cycle in and out for a few episodes each, including Sasha Gray, Charlotte Stokely and Stoya. Did you just say formerly Frankie? I, I swear to God, I feel like that's filthy Frank's porn name. I, I said formerly in like. Whatever, like uh, not quotation, um, fucking parentheses. No, I'm just saying it because it has the Frankie part. I didn't really care about the whole thing. Yeah, whatever it is. So, but yeah, it fluctuates, but there's a there's a couple of regulars. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, even porn stars like d and I mean, Someone, they do lots of role play all the time. I mean, I guess they would be into that, too. Here's the other funny thing, too, is somebody the other day made the connection between nerdy people and kink people. <laughs> oh, God damn it. So there you go. Why wouldn't Dungeons and Dragons work? It already has BDSM in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Considering the TikToks that I fucking follow, that wouldn't shock me. <laughs> I'm just going to say I didn't need to know what a sounder was, and I got to find that out via, via TikTok. I don't know what that is either, but now you're going to make oh. No, fuck it. I'm not looking that up. We're done with that. No. <laughs> We're done. No, you're not going into that now. I do not need either of you to collapse on the ground writhing in fucking agony. Let's keep pounding through. I think that's all we got left. At this point, all we're doing is talking about porn. <laughs> this is almost as this is almost as bad as listening to Gum Gum Pistol in One Piece. Well, that sounds dirty in piece, anyways. Oh, a lot of those names have all been sex positions. There's one more topic, but it's not even. Oh, we well, can cover. I want Orlando to actually cover that one because he. he He's actually more of a fan of Maximilian dude than we are, so that actually works. You two can fucking fight over that shit. Well, can you be what here happened? next? Is it about the doxing sort of shit? Yeah, it's the doxing yeah. thing. All right. Anyway, so Maximilian. Oh fuck, I'm starting to get tired. Anyway, I won't. I'm on like three hours of sleep for like the whole day. So, 
Um, well, that's because you all fucking night like a room. Yeah, it's because I was live streaming. All right, leave me alone. <laughs> and well, not on Twitch. If you're thinking I'm on Twitch somewhere, do not look for us on Twitch. We are not on Twitch. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so um, Maximilian Dude, Maximilian Dude threw a Mortal Kombat 11 tournament for his fans. I want to say I think it's his fans or whatever. His, maybe his Discord. I don't know how who was in it. I don't think any big names were in it. Turns out, though, that somebody was DDoSing and throwing cyber attacks on people in the middle of the tournament, and it was caught. And in the first, it was in the top 32, which I think was the, the start of the tournament. They finished the whole 32, took a break, looked into it, and then stopped the tournament at the top 16 and top eight. I want to say, you know, top eight. Stopped the tournament at the top eight and said it will continue at a later date. And are now even thinking about doing it at like off stream so nobody can get attacked or and the, the, the tournament can go smoothly. Well, that sucks. Yeah. So not to mention the NRS community is pretty fucking toxic to begin with. But there were names like Sonic Fox in the tournament. Sonic Fox got knocked out. Who's to say that he was being DDoS or not? I'm not making excuses for the guy. He didn't even get like mad about it. He was like, man, he's like, I haven't played this game in a while. I really suck right now. So who knows what happened there? But um, yeah, so Maximilian's tournament got attacked in the middle of their stream because they were streaming it and had to shut down, hold the tournament for a later time. And he hasn't even said when that time's going to be. It could likely be canceled and I wouldn't blame him for it. It would still suck, and it would be an unfortunate blemish on his reputation for it. Well, I think there's money involved, so he'll he'll go yeah, through that's with the it. Thing. Yeah, he'll go through with it for sure. It might have to be done off stream, which sucks for him because he's a content creator. If you follow the FGC and you know anything, you know Maximilian dude's been around for a long time in the FGC. He's a really fun guy to watch, so you can find him on um, uh, YouTube. Yeah, I love watching his Killer Instinct videos because despite the fact that he believes he's not all that good, he fucking dominates. It's just fun to watch him destroy people and sometimes even more fun when they manage to get the upper hand on him. Yeah, it's uh, he's really fun to watch. So to see something like this happen to a big creator who's trying to do good for the community fucking sucks. And whoever's fucking doing it, I hope they find you and shove your balls up down your throat like because why why the like you know these tournaments can't get together right now you know everything's got to be done online right now why are you fucking with somebody's like shit especially people who are competing for money like fuck out of here so that's just how i feel about it yeah fair enough you know minus the balls going shoved into your mouth sort of shit well, if you're fucking DDoSing a fucking online thing, like, dude, get a fucking life. <laughs> uh, I still hope they do that, though. I hope they like, you gotta be in a, you got to be in a special kind of a dick bag when you're uh, when you're making Sonic Fox a fucking victim of that sort of shit. Well, like and I said. Who knows if he was a victim of it, but I, I all I know is that Sonic Fox did tweet out. He goes like right after he had lost, he goes, he was laughing about it. He's like, man, I haven't played Mortal Kombat in a long time. He's like, I suck right now. Like he was making a joke about it. Like he, he wasn't taking it like serious, but 
I don't I don't know who was getting DDoS, but definitely two or three matches were noticeable, which is what set off the alarm for people who were watching it on stream. So. Uh, and I think the guy was even in the chat saying he was doing it. Oh, so he was not just a prick, but a pretentious one at that. Oh, fucking boy. Yeah, so. I don't know. There's a uh, there's more detail to it on. Um, I don't know if Maximilian Dude actually put out a statement out about it, but if you watch, um, fuck is the name of that thing called Button Check? If you watch Button Check with Ernesto, he um, he covers that and talks about it. So uh, if there's any update, I'm sure either Button Check will have it or Maximilian Dude will actually talk about it. I didn't. I hadn't looked into it uh, to see if Maximilian actually had a statement he had put out other than saying that there's going to be a later date for the tournament for the top eight. So I don't blame him. Just disappointing. I don't either. So, all right. Anybody got anything else to add? I think we made it through our list, our long, long list. And I am tired as fuck. I am cold. I am cranky. I am the fucking angry war gamer that's going to fucking I don't know. I might pull a Lando and fall asleep on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> then let's just end the let's just end the podcast. I think it's been rather uh, a hefty one at that. Yeah, so. for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll keep you guys updated for anything that we did left loose ends on. But remember, follow us on the social media angry war gamer podcast. Angry Wargamer on Twitter, Twitter, Titter on Titter. Ooh, going back to the porn. Um, <laughs> Punk Toast on Twitter for Drew and Ragnarok Knight for Lando on Twitter. And as always, stay sexy and go fuck yourselves.